We can start the podcast. This is the podcast number eight. Uh, so with us is Danny Kusheta. He is from Croatia, but now he is living in Norway. He is working there. He does his. Now he studied in uh, Croatia and Slovenia, and I exactly. got an email. Well, first sorry. of all, first of all, hello Vanya. I would like to first thank you for giving me the opportunity to be the guest of your podcast. My pleasure. And for all the guys that didn't hear about Vanya and that didn't hear about his podcasts, guys, you're missing out. You should uh, start listening to that ASAP. But as uh, as you said, of course, I uh, I did my bachelor in Croatia in uh, lab medical laboratory diagnostics, and then after that I switched to Slovenia to get my masters in microbiology. But now I'm currently in Norway for the past two years. And um, how how is life in Norway? Norway, or what are you doing? Well, life life in Norway is quite interesting. Uh, every single time when I'm talking with someone and then when I say that I'm working and living in Norway, they always ask, "Okay, but isn't it like, oh yeah, yeah, Norway is like you have six months of uh, sun and six months of darkness." And uh, I mean, this is total bullshit to be honest, because I mean, <laughs> you have of course. You have a dark period and you have a light period, but basically, for example, um, I live in uh, Trondheim, which is kind of in the middle of Norway, and during the, the winter period, uh, the sun goes up at 10 o'clock in the morning and it sets at 2 o'clock, so let's say that you have like around 4 hours of sunlight, so it's not complete darkness, and on top of that, you still have the, the, the snow, so that basically reflects the light, so it's kind of... It's, not, it's, it's actually pretty bright, of course it's not like uh, super sunny, but anyway, and when it's the sun season, the darkest is I think around 1 or 2 in the morning, which is like the dawn in Croatia, for example. But, I mean, it has been an interesting uh, experience so far, because it was pretty cold, um, and I've experienced, that the first year when I came there, it was like, basically all the possible weather changes in a short period of time. So, um, but as the Norwegians say, there is no bad weather, only bad clothing. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I, I've invested <laughs> in, uh, in, ni- in nice clothes, so uh, now I'm kind of safe, let's say like that. And to be, uh, to end, Yes, you're breaking and, up. And I'm working okay. in an, you were are we, breaking are we up. Okay, are we back? Uh, yeah, okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, so we're back. You're working as, as, where? As was, yeah, as I was saying, I'm a microbiologist, and I'm working uh, as an at a research in a research um, facility that's called Sintef. It's the biggest research uh, facility in the in Scandinavia, the biggest independent because it's not uh, financed by the government, and. Uh, basically, what I'm currently working, I'm working with fermentations um, at the Department of Biotechnology. So that's basically like you have a pot of two liters, let's say like that, and you basically have like some broth, like a soup, and you have bacteria, and they are basically like eating the soup and producing uh, the products that you want. That's like in a basic uh, version. When when we were um when I was at my university and I did the master in finance and we always talk about uh, uh, funds from countries that have yes. extra cash and Norway was uh, was one of the country that was like uh, they invested really good their own money not like uh, other countries let's say yeah. and now they have uh, their f- uh, fund is more than one trillion dollars and mm. and uh, I think they have uh, per person uh, more than one hundred thousand dollars invested. So if you are from Croatia, uh, you uh, here the government owes more than ten thousand uh, euros per person. Mm-hmm. But in Norway, the country has <laughs> invested more than one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> per person so, or euros. But uh, yeah. yeah. And they don't have um, uh, problems that have other all rich countries. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, why can uh, can you tell us why uh, 
uh, Norway doesn't just throw away their money like some, I don't want to uh, sell which countries, but most of yeah. all rich countries. They're just spending it like, like it's going out of style and they're not really investing in the future and they're not thinking long term. But why is Norway different? Um, I think everything started when, this, when they discovered the oil in the like, mid-1950s. Uh, and I think they, since like, they didn't have anything because like, they were pretty poor before they discovered the oil, so they, they didn't have the like let's spend it all mentality. They always have what well, they always had the mentality of okay we have to like save it and basically all the savings that they had they invested in like bringing like buying food and clothes of course. So I think when they discovered the oil they wanted to just like okay let's make it a better let's say environment let's invest and make something out of it and like over the course of the years. And they have become the one of the biggest uh, export countries for uh, the oil in, in Europe because basically they all the energy that they produce is 90% or like more than 90% from uh, renewable sources like hydro energy and uh, solar power and wind power. So why why are they doing this? I think it's because since they had nothing, they weren't like spending as crazy, so they were always thinking about okay, let's let's invest this money. So they just started from that. But also the other and countries came from nothing. <laughs> they all just spent, yeah, and and they are yeah, that's that's true. And and uh, the difference is also they don't uh, deny climate change like the other countries that export uh, oil, mm-hmm. and they also uh, embrace. Uh, alternative fuels and they I think one third of cars are uh, hybrids or electric in Norway mm-hmm. and, the, yes. and, the, and, if you, and the gas you put in your car it's really expensive I think it's the most expensive in Europe and that's really a part yeah, it's around one it's around 1.5 euros per liter yeah I but think the, the interesting thing yes sorry. the interesting thing is that the price for gas Changes throughout the day, okay. it goes up, up and down, and I think the mo- the cheapest is uh, on Sunday evening, like very very late. So some people are actually waiting for that. And they are just like going in a queue and uh, filling up their cars very late on Sundays or like very early on Mondays. I don't know why are those like changes over the, like throughout the day, but just how it is. But one another in- very interesting fact is that. I think in Norway is the highest concentration of Tesla cars. I think in in the world. Elon Musk must, can, must love have, must love like, Norway. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but like before I came to Norway, I I have never seen so many Tesla cars in my whole life. Now it's like every almost like I don't know every day you can see at least like ten fifteen of them, and it's it's just crazy. I mean. The good thing when you're in Norway, the good thing about owning an electric car is that uh, you don't pay for the the parking place. Basically, like, you have free parking spot, you have free ferry. When you, if you're living on an island, the wow. ferry is free. Uh, you don't have to pay the fees for the roads. So basically, it, it pays off to have an electric car here. You save a lot. But to answer your question, the the, the like. Uh, previous question: Why is it like that with Norway? Uh, I don't have actually an exact answer. Why? Why are they so special? I, I had like many, many uh, in many occasions the question: Okay, then like, what would happen if, for example, Croatia uh, discovered the oil? <laughs> uh, I think. I, I mean, I always said, and not to be very negative, but even if we did, we have discovered the oil, I think we we will never be able to reach the like stage of uh, Norway with uh, with the oil, I think we have like a, a character. Uh, it's just like something with our characters that like it's being laid down. Well, laid well the mentality is de- definitely like, different. Yeah, yeah. because so I, uh, I I don't have, I, yeah, I don't have quite a like precise answer why this happened. I think uh, also it comes to 
Well, depends of what part of Croatia are you, because in Croatia, if you're That's living true. by the coast, you can get easy money. You just rent something. And that's, uh, that, that's like the curse of the Mediterranean. If you look the most uh, uh, countries that have the most debt, they are Greece, Croatia, uh, Italy, Spain, Portugal, because they are, they are getting a lot of easy money, let's say. Well, not, there's no uh, thing as easy money, but if you don't work in a factory or in a freezing cold, and then you spend easy money, easily your money. Mm. And I think uh, the thing uh, with Norway was they were always poor and they always had to fight uh, the elements and they had to work with mm. each other because if you didn't do that, well, you would freeze and die. Yeah, so yeah. W when they got the money, they didn't like, like, oh my God, we have all this money, let's just burn them. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> now we have to invest it wisely because they thought they had uh, also when discovered it, they don't have a lot of oil. I think they said... We have uh, we have one uh, uh, good news and uh, one bad, and it was like we found oil. <laughs> the bad one is there's not very much of it, but it turned out okay, very yeah. well, very well for them. I think if Croatia yeah, finds uh, oil, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, I don't I don't I don't want to talk. I'm I'm more a positive thinker most of the time, mm -hmm. but I think the reality would be that it would be managed so poorly. And it would, f and, and, and a lot of people uh, will get the money who don't actually work for the money, didn't earn it. Yeah. And um, one of our big problems is that uh, our um, uh, government sector is uh, four times per person larger than the Swedish one. So. Uh, we should lay off one, uh, three fourths of the people, but no one wants to say that because it's not popular. Okay. Yeah, yeah of course. But let's go back to let's go back to Norway. I don't want to be a hater <laughs> of Croatia. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So uh, also, you work in this I laboratory. Want to be what? A Sorry. Thinker, and uh, I also want to have hope in the future. So uh, it's better to leave it like that than just like <laughs> go deep down in the negative side. Okay, so some people are familiar, uh, you do Monday talks. Can you explain me what yes. is that? And how you get, uh, how you uh, got that idea? Okay, so basically, it, if you want like a little bit longer, but anyway, so the reason why I started to do those talks, and if like some people are following me on Facebook, they can also see that I post uh, motivational quotes uh, every day. And I started to do that maybe in January this year. And the reason, because the reason for that was because when I was finishing my high school, I didn't know actually which road, let's call it, let's call it like that, should I take. And I was actually pretty depressed uh, at that time. Because I was thinking, okay, you have to ch like choose your life path now, and the decision that you make, you have to stick to it for the rest of your life. And when you're like 17, 18, it's pretty hard to predict your whole life. And of course, I was like, you know, like it, it, it was like a depression, and because I was, I didn't know actually whether I should go to study to Italy or remain in Croatia. But eventually, of course, I decided to stay in Croatia because my brother was uh, in the same city. And the thing that helped me the most was uh, if, like, the people are watching or have watched Futurama, the, the <laughs> Matt Groening's uh, cartoon. It was one very interesting episode when, if you're not familiar with the characters, there, the, there is, like, among the characters is one robot and like his a name bender. is uh, Bender. <laughs> exactly. Did you watch it in Italian in or in English? Sorry? You watched it in Italian or in English? In Italian. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, 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 grew up, I grew up with Italian television. Yeah, I think me. I watched more Italian television than Yeah, me too. I think, I think we, we got really lucky. <laughs> because we watched more yeah, yeah, Italian I, television. I, I agree 100%. Because it's, it was easier. I, I just think that they had... Uh, better cartoons and of course when you return from school around like half past two it's just it, it's like at that moment they started so it was like perfect 
and like sometimes I also had to rush uh, or like I ran home to just like be able to watch cartoons like the Dragon Ball. And, yeah, Dragon uh, Ball was my favorite one. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, to return back to the uh, Futurama okay, sorry. Uh, cartoon. So basically, the the robot Bender was like lost in space and he bumped into a cloud that turned out to be God. Uh, or like a I know, I know that program. <laughs> and then basically they were they were talking about what's right or what's wrong and then God or this computer program said that right or wrong are only words the only thing that matters is what you do and this actually helped me a lot um, to just like realize okay I will like choose to study in Croatia or like I will just choose this and it doesn't matter what will happen on the road I'm ready to face all the obstacles and I will be like making. I will make some adjustments, and I will uh, actually end up exactly where I need to be. And then I, I was thinking, since this like saying helped me a lot in my like struggles, let's say that, if I can do this for like at least one per, one more person that I have among my Facebook friends, I will be happy. Hence my like motivational quotes every day. And the reason why I started to do the Monday talks is because. <clears throat> I heard also that like the most heart heart attacks or like strokes happen uh, on Monday morning from eight to ten when people drive to work because they hate their work. And then I said, okay, I will start to do those talks in order to like inspire people or like just make them to think. Because if you try to change someone, it's impossible. It's the only thing that you can do basically is just to make them think in a different way. And then their mind will do the work for you. If I can like inspire someone with those Monday talks, I, I will be happy. I think a lot of and people would think like, the... uh, sorry, 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 finish, finish. No, 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 They'll say, easy yeah. for him, he's in a laboratory in Norway. <laughs> in Norway, everything is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. But I mean, <laughs> um, it, wasn't, it wasn't an easy choice, to be honest. Because, of course, like, I love, I love Croatia, I love my uh, hometown, I love my family, and it was uh, quite hard to just, like, let's say, leave for the unknown, because I, I almost knew nobody here. I knew uh, one family that has uh, an apartment uh, in my hometown, but, um, like, besides them, I knew nobody, so it was quite hard. But I said to me that I know that in this way I will be able to provide a better future for my current family and my future family. So if you know why you're doing something, it's always easier. Hence, why I'm still, let's say, uh, fighting here and not just, I didn't give up and like return home. Because you know, like every single time when you say, okay, I will try to go out or uh, work somewhere else, they always say, well, you know, you can always return back. That's like the biggest like the most stupid thing that you can hear, but it's also the most common one. Because if you go somewhere with this like predisposition, you're kind, you're kind of pre like predisposed to fail. Because it's like oh, I'll try if if it did if like if it won't work out, I can always return home. And I mean, what does home mean to you? That's like what I always ask others when like I will return home what's home for you I've been living in so many like different cities and countries like in Croatia and in Slovenia and now in Norway and then <clears throat> when someone asks me uh, like where is your home I don't know I, I think home is where I feel the best and I feel the best when I'm anywhere it's like surrounded with good people of course I will always let's say consider my home like in my hometown in, in uh, Croatia, but home is wherever you find yourself happy, I think. Okay, we kind of like went in the <laughs> greater circle, like very wide, but what did you want to say before? I, sorry, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> no, I, 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 no I said that about easy for you, you're in Norway. And how are the Norwegian people? Uh, okay, yes. uh, how are the Norwegian people uh, to foreigners? Well, it was a, they are a different character a little bit because they are like as 
some people uh, suppose they are a little bit, little bit colder, but I mean they are like very super polite. They were always they're always willing to help, but they they kind of like keep their distance because the, um, it's very important. The social bubbles here have a like high importance because, for example, if you're waiting for the bus and it's raining and one person is standing inside the bus station. This means the bus station is full. So all really? the others are staying outside. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is like the very, dra it's, it's a very drastic uh, example, but like most of, sometimes it's also like crowded inside. So they say, okay, uh, we'll kind of um, but that's, take, the sh take the hit. And, okay, that's, it's, that's it's like a special situation. That's special situation yeah, yeah. that it's crowded. I think then the yeah, yeah, uh, rules don't apply about personal space. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you <laughs> if you're standing next to someone like in a crowded bus is uh, out somewhere outside, yeah, yeah. I think they would call the cops or something. You are a creep. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's uh, that's also here. For example, if uh, the normally like when the bus is. What what does it mean that the bus is full? It means that like all the double seats are taken by one person, so all the others are like really not super. Yeah, 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 most of them will like it's it's very uncomfortable for them to just like sit, or if they will sit next to you, they will like start with their butt and they won't like turn your face towards you. So oh. it's like they don't want to talk to you or engage. You're, For example, you're, if you like sit like next to someone in the bus, and you go. Sorry, sorry. Tell no, me. no, you were breaking up. So when you sit next to someone in the bus, what happens? Okay, sorry. Uh, when you sit next to someone in the bus, and if you want to start a conversation, and if you start a conversation, you would be labeled as a creep because like no one is really? conversating on the bus. <laughs> I have a theory about Which that. Yes. About about that. So, um, I think when, uh, when our standard of living uh, rises, our, um, let's say, social interactions take a hit. So, let's say 50 years ago, everybody knew everyone because we needed each other. Mm -hmm. You know, if you needed eggs, yes. you go by this person. If you needed wood, you go by that one. If you needed flour, you go by the other one. And you, you had sense. to do something, you need to call your neighbor. And, but now you just have money, yes, buy whatever you need, and, uh, and you don't need to interact with those people. And Norway has such a high standard, their GDP per capita is more than $100,000 uh, $100, uh, dollars mm. per person. Yeah, per capita means per person. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so yeah. it's double than the, <clears throat> to give you... Uh, to put it in uh, perspective, it's the double of the United States. So the average Norwe Norwegian is uh, has uh, is richer the, uh, twice as much as the average American. Even I think even more. And then you yeah, but I mean you also you also have you also have ups and I mean not ups of, and of downs, course, like but but uh, then uh, when you have uh, that high standard, you are very uh, self-sufficient. And everything you need, you just buy this, buy that, or order it, or anything. And then you don't need to interact with other people. Do, do you understand what I mean? That, that makes sense. And yeah, that, that makes completely sense. But they have, as I said before, the social bubbles have a very, very high importance here. Because, for example, if you're in a city center, okay. it's, uh, it's not expected, for example, that other people will come to you and greet you for no reason. But, okay. for example, if you go for a hike and you are in the mountains, Oh, that, that's different. Super, like, that's different. Yeah, it's super because because if you if yeah, you if you go that that's like money doesn't matter there, because if you get lost, you need someone to help you. That's why you want to greet everyone. Hey, hey, and you want to have a minimal interaction with them. And something bad happens, it's easier for them to help you. Maybe. <laughs> no, Maybe really. That's why you, you, yeah. you are in Novigrad. 
yeah. You, uh, sorry, you are from Novigrad. By the way, that's the uh, yeah. city in The Witcher. You know the video game. Mm -hmm. So it's Novigrad is also a city there. It's like, I think it's like <laughs> Venice. So. And uh, yeah. you know when you go with a boat somewhere, and then everyone who's passing you wave at them. Hi! Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, course, you know like why you're, you do uh, that because you have something better. You have, to, you have to like say hi to everyone, especially the older ones. So this is kind of this like kind on of on sea on sea on sea, not on land on sea. Yeah. Because if something happens, yes. they want you help them, and you want them to help you. So that's a completely different inter yeah, interaction. Yeah. That, that's basically the survival instincts from our like grand grand grandfathers. So it makes sense. So I wanted to talk about this, and uh, so you went uh, to see Grant Cardone. Yes. Tell me about the seminar, your experience, exactly. how you find out about him, what do you think about him, what you learn. Okay, so basically, um, I heard about him, I think it was like maybe two or three years ago. Um, it was just like suddenly over Facebook, because he was... Uh, He's very like powerful from the marketing point of view because like he's advertising everywhere all the time and like his marketing is just crazy. So basically, I just like came across uh, his. I think it was like a Facebook page or something, and I just like clicked like because it was like liked by so many people. Okay. And every now and then, I had like a Facebook share of one of his like pictures or, or quotes, like something like that. And then I just. Um, I just like clicked like and I started to like follow him like every now and then when uh, he had like uh, something uh, when he posted something and then maybe I don't know half a year after that or a little bit more I uh, met with uh, Dorian okay Dorian Sheston mm -hmm. yes yes artist, mutual owner, who was also like on one of your podcasts and we started to talk and we came across the Grant Cardone um, <clears throat> topic. And he said that he's kind of a very, very interesting guy and uh, that I should, I have to read his book, uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average. And then I read his book or I like listened to the book uh, because I prefer audiobooks because yeah, I can listen too. to them uh, anywhere. For example, I'm working a lot in the lab so I can just like put some, put my uh, earphones and I just listen. And I, I like the concept because it said that, as, as the title says, be obsessed or be average. Um, well, you are obsessed. Life. So. You yeah, are yeah. the obsessed so yeah. obsessed person, not the average one. <laughs> yeah, of course, but I mean, it, it makes you think, because like life is not supposed to be lived as an average like person, because as one of uh, his quotes that I like a lot is like, uh, what's the point of being alive if not at least to try make something extraordinary and I, it really like resonates in my mind every like every now and then it just like came back as a loop and then like since I came to Norway and I started to like earn my first salary I said I will invest in myself because like as you invest as, as you make a personal investment in your like your personal growth and like knowledge it's the investment that pays the best interest. I think Abraham Lincoln said that. If I'm correct uh, me, if I'm wrong, I'm not, not pretty uh, sure. But anyway. I think that was uh, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Yes. But I'm uh, not sure. I'm not said, sure. We can Google it later. Yeah, anyway. But, I mean, then I said, since like, um, in his book, Be Obsessed or Be Average, he said you have to be dangerous, you have to like, be spontaneous and like do the things that people like normal people won't do average people and then I said you know his uh, he had his conference like the 10x conference in Vegas and that was like last the, the conference was this year in February but this uh, like scene was happening like last year in August when it was kind of uh, you know when you have when you want to like do something or like purchase something and then you have the internal conversation whether I should do it or whether I shouldn't and then I said well you know like god damn it I will just like buy the ticket and uh, 
let's see what happens. So basically, I purchased the ticket for his like 10x growth con, and I didn't know, like, uh, because I didn't buy the plane ticket. I didn't know where I will stay. I, I didn't like. I didn't have any knowledge about anything. I just like bought the tickets. And how I said, how okay, much do you pay for them? Happening. Sorry, how much did you pay for them? I paid $997 okay. for uh, the conference tickets for the conference ticket for three days. Okay. And okay. it was, uh, I think, like a general admission, so nothing special. That's how much we paid for Tony Robbins also. That's how much we paid for Tony Robbins. We paid for Tony Robbins uh, that same amount per, per person. Okay, so one, one, around $1,000. Yeah. Yes. But were you uh, were you like in a general like on the parter or were you just I don't know. It, it, was, uh, yeah, it, no, 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 no. It was, was it, it was uh, yeah everything else was parter. We well, it was seven thousand okay. people. And we were at uh, okay. in uh, London at uh, oh I don't know what's mm -hmm. name I forgot what was the name. <clears throat> but I think it was like I think it was three years ago or something like that because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. just after I. After that, I, I had a talk with uh, Dorian, okay. and then he was like telling me about it. So I think it was like around three three years ago, something like that. Okay. But it, it was the same in Vegas. It was like seven thousand people. It was insane. So but as I was saying, you I bought the tickets, tickets but said, we okay, need a visa for it. We need the visa for the states. Yeah, of course. I didn't have anything. I just purchased the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll, I'll do something crazy, and I just like purchased the tickets, and I said, okay, it's happening. Let's see what. <laughs> How, how can I cope with that? Because, like, because I, like, throughout the last couple of years, I've heard so many times it's like, you know, you're breaking up. What did you hear? What, you were like, breaking up. What, what did you say? I'm sorry. What were you hearing? Sorry, I said that. Uh, I said that like throughout the years, okay. I heard so many times that like in order to be successful, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. And and then I said like because like going to the states alone for the first time in my life was like super uncomfortable because like you're basically going into the unknown. You have no idea what like what you will uh, see there or like who will you encounter. But then you can also see that from the positive side. You can also like think, okay, think about all the amazing people that you will meet and think about the experience. So this is actually what kept me like interesting and interested and uh, just like wanted to discover that. And then slowly after I bought the tickets, like after maybe like one or two weeks after that, I purchased the like uh, plane tickets and also the hotel tickets. But then, as you said, you need a visa in order for the United States, and basically, like you have to go to Oslo because the embassy, U.S. embassy, is in Oslo, and of course, you have to make an appointment for that, and you have to fill the DS-160 form. And since you have like two sites, one Norwegian, one American, I went to the Norwegian site and I basically just booked an appointment and I just like filled a couple of. Uh, uh, personal informations and then I went to Oslo and then I went there and of course like you have to wait I had my appointment I think half past eight in the morning and it was Feb beginning of February this year it was like super cold and of course we were standing outside for at least an hour or wow. something like that before we actually managed before, yeah, before we actually managed to enter into the embassy and then of course like I managed to go in and I was waiting for um the lady on the like shelter uh, and basically like she asked me okay can you just like show me your uh, DS-160 form and I had one form that I showed her and she said no no this is not the, the form that you need I, I need uh, like another one and I said well this is the only one I have and she said okay I'll just like try to uh, find you in the system and of course she couldn't find me and then she said well probably you didn't press send or like oh, uh, submit. God. And I mean, I said, okay, it, it, it is a possibility. And then she said, well, you know, I'm sorry, I cannot, like, process you here. So basically, what you can do, you can either come another day. And I said, I mean, I live 700 kilometers from this place. And I had to take a day off from work. So <laughs> it's not that easy to, like, come another day. 
And then she said, well, what you can do, you can also go outside and like try to go on the on your mobile phone on that link and just see if you didn't submit your uh, like form and try to submit it and then try to come back again. <laughs> and when I was yeah, when I was when I was standing outside on like in the cold, I heard that the guard said it doesn't it doesn't matter when do you have your appointment, it only matters to come before eleven in the morning because like until eleven they are like accepting let's say clients. Okay. And then, then it was like I think half past nine in the morning. I went out and I started to like uh, check this link on my mobile phone. And of course, I didn't fill out the DS one sixty four. So basically, I started to fill it uh, to fill the form outside. And I think I needed like one hour and fifteen minutes or something oh, like that. God. And of course, like after some time, my fingers were frozen, so it was very hard to type. And it, it was like a bunch of questions like. Whom are you traveling with? Uh, where do you go? Where is the address of the guy that you're planning to visit? And like, I had no idea where Grant is living or where is his office, of course. So basically, I had to look that on the internet. It was super stressful, but anyway, I managed to uh, fill the form, and it was like 10:50 in the morning, just like 10 minutes before the deadline. So uh, anyway, I managed to obtain the visa. <laughs> it was quite stressful. <laughs> So then you uh, came to Vegas, and how was the event? Uh, yeah, I came to Vegas, and the event was just crazy. I mean, I met so many interesting people from all over the world and from all uh, professions. As I said, it was like 7,000 people in one... It was like in the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Vegas. They had this big conference hall, for uh, I think it's for more than 7,000 people. But it was just, I mean, I could have never imagined that my first visit to the US would be in Vegas. And of course, everyone uh, that asked me, where are you going to the US? I said, Vegas, and they're like, are you going to gamble? I said, no, I'm going there to a conference. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not a gambler. So uh, for me, I mean, I said, if it wasn't for uh, for the conference, probably I would, I mean, you you're never you never say never, but it would be a very small chance that I will visit Vegas. Of course, probably I would visit just for the sake of it, but not for not because I'm interested in gambling. But anyway, the the interesting thing that uh, happened there was like everyone that asked me where are you from, I said Croatia, and they said, "Okay, have you been ever have you been before to the U.S.?" I said, "No, it's my first time." Oh, welcome! They were all like super happy, and they were like buying me coffee. Yeah, we have to offer you a drink. And I, <laughs> it was uh, super funny. But um, regarding the the event, it was a co the the conference lasted for three days, and the fourth day was extra for the VIPs, where you can actually it was like for the for a uh, limited amount of people, where you can actually like sit with all the speakers, and I think it was. Uh, more than 20 speakers because it was like every day it was at least eight of them it was I mean it was from eight in the morning until six seven in the evening it was a super packed one of the speakers were uh, uh, Gary Cardone the Grant's uh, twin brother then it was Ty Lopez it was Ed Milet um, it was uh, yeah it, it was also um, the name uh, now I, I uh, Tim Grover slipped my mind. Tim Grover was also one of the speakers, and I was actually pretty excited to see him uh, because I read his book Relentless. Oh, I read I it also. I read it also. Do you know that I think it's one of the best. Do you know that his Ghost Rider yeah, is a female? Come again. Uh, his Ghost Rider is a female. He, uh, uh, he, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that, I know that. <laughs> and uh, my, my favorite part of the book is uh, when uh, Michael Jordan lost the game and he's sitting in the stadium, he's like, I hate this stadium. And he told him, you build this goddamn stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how was Ty Lopez? Yeah, that's true. He's, he's a very polarizing figure because a lot of people think he's fake, he's a scam. And how, how was he? 
But I'm not saying he's fake or he's a scam. I think he no, has, no, no, I, he's really smart and has a lot of common sense. But how, how was his talk? Everyone, everyone will have an opinion, and everyone has um, the right to have an opinion, of course. But it doesn't need to be right or wrong. Um, anyway, he was very, very interesting because <clears throat> he has a very specific way of talking and like speaking. He's very calm, and it might he might seem monotonous, but he was very uh, interesting because, as you know, like he's very into like social psychology mm-hmm. and persuasion. So he was talking a lot about when you're like running your business, and he said that if you want to have a business partner, you have you must have like an opposite, uh, let's say, personality type as your uh, business partner. So, for example, if you are an extrovert, your business partner should be an introvert, and that okay. would be like the best business, uh, the best business uh, coalition, let's say, or relationship. And then he started to just like throw some business ideas. Like you can basically go to, uh, I think it's, it's GoDaddy.com, the domain uh, where where you can actually buy the domain for your website. Okay. I'm not I'm not quite sure, but anyway, he just like started to uh, throw some ideas for the business. He said, okay, for example, you can just basically have your website where you make. Um, reviews for like protein bars and things like that and people were like quite interested in that and then he said uh, he was he started to talk about how your website should look like what okay. you should include what you shouldn't and then some people started to like yell their website so basically he was uh, like the PC he had the PC on the stage that was like connected to the internet and of course like he just started to visit all those websites Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Are we? Are we still on? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're on. It was very yeah. funny because like one one guy was like a, he had like a plumbing uh, business, I don't know, and then on his website he had like a cartoon icon of a, of a plumber, and then I just like did a face palm and he said, "Oh God, no, come on, <laughs> stop with the cartoons." He said, "You're not trying to, uh, you're." Uh, clients are not like ten-year-olds. You're supposed to like be working with grown-ups for the plumbing. <laughs> so there was like quite a few interesting uh, moments. So I, I, I liked it. I liked him uh, a lot. He was, for me, in my opinion, he was one of the best speakers because he provided a lot of content. Okay. Because this is basically what you what you expect when you pay for a conference. You expect to get a lot of content out because a lot of speakers were just there and they were like just having a motivational speech, not just content, you know? Yeah, I know. It was just like, yeah, so basically, I I really liked him because he provided a lot of content, and it was the same with uh, Tim Grover, and also with uh, Grant's brother, Gary. Oh, how, how, uh, what kind of, how how is he like? uh, Grant's uh, twin brother? Yes, oh, his twin brother, okay. Yeah, his his, uh, twin brother, yes. Is he also well, involved in the business? There, his uh, I think he's uh, having a business in uh, London. I don't I don't know quite sure what type of business, but he's like a business owner. He has a business in uh, England, and the the thing that I remember the most from his speech, from Gary's speech, is that he said that you don't want to like be very specialized in a narrow, let's say, column, <clears throat> because if you specialize yourself in a narrow column, then you're basically susceptible to changes, and if there is like a slight change in the environment, you're going down. So basically, what you want to do is to know a little about a lot, and okay. always be like, always be ready to uh, <laughs> for surprises, because he said, if you're a business, a business owner, you're basically going to war. You have to be prepared for like everything because you never know what will going to ha- what will going to happen. You are you can never sit and be comfortable and relax. What are the takeaways from the conference seminar or what what was it? Um, 
I'm, I'm currently, uh, it was like, as I said, there's plenty of content. I had a small booklet that I like filled with uh, tips. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways for me uh, are you should always try to um, like learn as much as you can. Uh, and like what I mean by that, uh, I mean, if you want to, for example, work in marketing or if you want to work wherever, it, it, it's not important which field, but you should cut the process and start learning from the best instead of going to university and let's say, let's say like kind of lose five years of your okay. life. And another takeaway is that you should start to develop your investor mentality because as long as you will be dependent on only one uh, stream of income, you will always be someone else's bitch. Okay, yeah, that's... Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree totally. Yeah, did you read my book? The one I, I sent you? No. Uh, no, actually, I'm still planning <laughs> to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm trying to do the, the audio book now. Okay. And it's in the works. I, Hopefully uh, it will uh, be out soon. I support the audiobooks, as I said, because I prefer them, because you can basically listen to them wherever you are. So, uh, big support for my part. <laughs> uh, what does actually Grant Cardone do? He He's a real estate guy, or he also has books and education, or... Yes. What, what does he, he do? Basically, he started more than, like, or around 35 years ago by selling cars, and... After that, he he basically remained into the sales business, and he started to sell. Um, he was doing like seminars all over uh, the U.S. and he was uh, advertise uh, advertising his. Um, I think it was like how to uh, develop your business and how to educate your sales people in order to have more sales. Because he said, I had an idea of. Uh, a new way of selling and he wanted to like since uh, I don't know how many million uh, small businesses exist in America it's like plenty of them and he said my market was like huge so basically what he started to do was just like selling um, courses in like how to increase your sales okay and as he started as he started to build his um, like <laughs> as he started to build uh, money, currency, uh, then he started to invest in real estate. So I think he owns more, around like 5,000 units, if I'm correct, now. Uh, so this, this uh, one, does he own or co-own the units? Is he the sole uh, uh, owner or it's through his company with a, his partners? I think he's the sole owner. Really? But wow. of course, I think so. I think so. Wow. But don't uh, wow. don't take don't take that for granted. But I know that he also has a program where you can invest with him. So basically, like, if you want to be just a passive investor, you can just like leave everything to him, and he will like kind of take care of that. For a small. Fee. But he has, I think, five. Yeah, I think he has in total five businesses. Okay. Because one. One of one of the businesses is like real estate. Another business is the uh, the virtual uh, university, like Cardone U, okay. that he has on the on the internet on the virtual platform where you can like learn anything about sales or real estate. That's two of them, and he has, he has like three more, but uh, I'm not sure like specific the name. He has also like the Cardone Capital for, uh, I think like, it's like a raising fund or like, no, uh, yeah, he's like basically raising money for charities. Then he has the Cardone TV where he's making uh, like uh, live videos or like, yeah, basically he has a program on TV which like educates you about financial uh, literacy and like, anything about money, real estate, and he also has like a, a show on TV with uh, his wife, how to have, how to have it all, oh. <laughs> marriage, life, money, everything, yeah. 
Uh, how uh, did your life change after the the event? Um, I think the biggest change was in my mentality. Okay. Because I started to think, I started to think in a different way. As I said before, one of the biggest takeaways is that if you depend only on one source of income, you will always be someone else's bitch. So I started to think in a, in a better of <laughs> how I can actually <laughs> increase the number of streams of income. So I, I started to uh, basically I started to like and of course um, another takeaway from uh, the <clears throat> the conference was the only way that stands between you and your dreams is the obscurity because like people don't know for it they don't about they don't know about you and like people do business only with persons like people they know. Yeah, that's why so, the, uh, the, the talks will also help you because people will be, I know that guy, yeah, I saw his talks. Of course, of course. And basically he, he said that you have to break through obscurity, like start making videos and I think that's uh, when I decided, like after the conference, was when I decided to start making those videos. And I actually, from uh, after the conference, I have been doing one short video every single day. It was like around one minute. I just started to like film myself. I'm just like talking about basically like whatever pops in my mind, uh, whether it's inspirational or about life or whatever, what I did today. or Basically like short videos of one minute just to like feel comfortable in front of the camera. Because I mean, one thing is when, you, when we talk, for example, now and like on Skype when I can see you, But when you're talking on your mobile phone and you can see yourself and no one else is listening, it's pretty weird in the beginning. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, <laughs> so basically, like, I started to do those uh, short videos in order to be, started to feel comfortable because when I was younger, um, I, I, I really felt uncomfortable in, 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 like, talking. I knew that public speaking is one of the skills that you have to master in order to like be successful in life. Now, I don't, I don't want to say that that success means having tons and tons of money. Just like, if you want to be successful in, in your own way, you should be skilled in public speaking. And this is also the reason why I started to do the motivational Monday talks or like Monday talks, because the first talk that I did was after my birthday because I wanted to like kind of say thanks for all the birthday wishes and in a different way and I said okay I'll just do a live video and it was super uncomfortable and I said okay I'll just stick to that and the feeling of discomfort will kind of like fade and it did you know what's the I think it's really funny because um, when you do it the first time I was thinking oh my god people will judge me they will say I'm crap they will hate me this and that and then I realized that most of the people don't actually care what you're doing <laughs> that's that's true because the only thing that the only thing they care about is themselves yes and uh, and the, but and and even the people that I talked with uh, the feedback was uh, actually positive yeah that's yeah I also experienced that with my Monday talks because Of course, the, the first live session that I did on Facebook, after that, of course, like a few a few friends, friends of mine, okay. uh, mocked, mocked me, but then, like, by now I did 27 of them, okay. and they stopped mocking me after, like, number three or four, because they said, okay, this is real, he's like that, and he's not going to stop. Okay. So basically, like, persistence is the only way to, like, get rid of those people. <laughs> because, I mean, it's... It's a thin line between being a genius and being a mad and being considered a madman. Okay. If you persist long enough, if you persist long enough, people will actually accept that, and they will actually uh, ask you for an opinion. And it was like uh, most of the feedback that I got was super positive. They said, "Oh, Danny, I really like your videos. I really like your quotes and everything." Some of them were like, oh, "Danny, come on, you're." Uh, one among the all the other guys that are like talking motivation but like with time my videos were like being shared many times uh, I also saw that uh, many people actually shared my quotes and it's like it was interesting to see okay now first they like 
hate you or they not, not hate you, but they kind of not they don't support you. Okay. But then they like accept you and then they ask you for like an opinion. So it's, it was it was quite interesting. And this is one of the things that Grant talks in his books. Like you should just have to be persistent. Uh, yes, I think that uh, they hate uh, the people who hate you. They're like feel insignificant because you're doing it. Yeah. And because you are the same age and you went to the same school and same university and they feel bad because they feel left out or they're not uh, uh, like uh, expanding in their life. But That's I true. just, I, 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 I had a few, uh, <laughs> few bad situations with haters, but it was more... At the end, it turned out they were jealous, just jealous. Of course, of course. And I, now I don't care anymore. <laughs> of course, I mean, it was the same with me. When I did my first live, I was, like, super scared because when you, like, feel that you're putting out yourself out, and especially if you're coming from a small town like me with, like, 4,000 people, yeah, yeah. when everyone knows everyone, and you, of course, like, you know that, like, next day when you walk out the door, Everyone will like know. Everyone that saw your video will know, and they they will like kind of look you with like, who do you think you are? Why are you doing this? It's like kind of not socially accepted. Yes, but well, the socially accepted things uh, keep you safe, but they also constrain you. You know. Of course, of course. And I, uh, I, yeah, sorry. No, no. Uh, I just want to say that one of the most important things when it comes to bad feedback is that. Every single opinion that someone has about you is actually about themselves. Because they say, if they say, oh, you look stupid, it just means that if I were doing this, what you're doing, I would feel stupid. And from the moment that I he heard that, kind of like I had the like, switch turned on. So I, I, I really don't care. Because basically, whatever they say, it's a reflection of their state, not mine. I'm, I'm just hang out with the people who are actually happy when I'm doing good and and uh, when they criticize me they criticize me based on facts in a the, in a constructive way yeah in a constructive way and yeah. that's, <laughs> that's no, I, good I agree. Um, you know how they say that you are the average of the five people that you spend like the most time with mm -hmm. so if you're spending time with uh, I love the the saying, if you wrestle with the pigs, you will get mother. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> or if you lay down basically, with dogs, you will get fleas. Yes. So basically, you have, I think like now in the last year, I really started to pay attention about all the information that I kind of digest and I let through my okay. uh, my mind. And I really started to pay attention with which type of people I am actually hanging. So since I moved to Norway, I had like a big kind of depletion of all the people because like I basically I moved to a different country which is like super far away it's not super far away but it's like three hours flight <laughs> so basically I, I started to like have a new social circle as I mean as if it may seem scary in the beginning it's awesome after that because I mean when you're alone you have a super freedom that you take for granted when you're not if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, so it becomes uh, Listen, we should wrap this up. I yes, think we were talking for, sure. for one hour, maybe more. Uh, so at the end of every podcast, I ask people to give me their two cents, uh, the best advice they can give. So what are your two cents? Okay, so the best advice that I may give you is. Uh, basically, as I said, uh, as I was talking previously, just if you're listening to this podcast and you're like uh, younger than 30 years old, just, okay, this is basically like just my, let's say, uh, 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 year, like year constraint or like year uh, that I chose. If you're like, even if you're 35, if you don't have a family yet, just be willing to do crazy things because I mean, as Steve Jobs said, when you're young, uh, like and basically you have nothing, 
what's the worst thing that can happen and what actually can you lose if you have nothing. So just like be willing to try new things. And the second thing, if you like try new things, be persistent and be consistent because even if you may be judged in the beginning, throughout the way, you will filter out all the people that are judging you and you will start attracting the good people and the people that will actually give you an opportunity to grow. So just like be on track and be persistent. That's the two cents that I would say. Just do crazy things and be persistent. Okay then, thank you. This was great. And this Thank you is, so much for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. Okay, that Thank was you. the podcast. Bye.